And welcome to episode 5 of Control Alt Deplete. Over on the right side of your screen, we have Bioshock and then myself. Who? Me? Buck! Buck Blind! I'm Buck! It's an inside joke. Alright, how are you tonight, Bio? Good. I slept a long time, so I'm feeling good. I may be overslept to the point where I'm tired still, but I'm sure I'll wake up soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll do some stuff and record this podcast, talk about some WoW, then play some WoW, probably get some stuff done. We'll go over some of the stuff we're going to do later. We did not have an episode last week because this guy wouldn't wake up <laughs> so yeah i think we tried on like two different nights and then he fell asleep both nights and then on saturday i was just like hey, at this point it's too late let's just hold off till next week so yeah we yeah. are here for episode five uh we're gonna catch you up uh on all the news uh we're not gonna go over like all the uh buff changes we will uh say a little mournful prayer for enhanced shamans <laughs> um, oh yeah those those guys got they got they got yeah they might everyone thinks they're just been de- just being deleted from the game and it's possible you never know yeah it was a it was a hefty nerf yeah yeah so there, yeah there were a bunch of uh you know lots of tuning and stuff going on the last couple of weeks i know monks got nerfed uh demon hunters got a slight nerf slight buff stuff like that uh, but yeah, enhanced shamans, twenty-five percent damage reduction on everything. All damage, all damage reduced by twenty-five percent, just nerfed to the ground. Like that's that's rough. Like um, unplayable class now. Yeah, I don't I don't know how uh, much damage they were were doing, but man, that's that's just rough. They're doing a lot. It's it's one of the largest nerfs I've ever seen in in WoW history. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, people were uh, not super thrilled about it. Mainly the enhanced shamans, <laughs> um, as, as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now, welcome to episode five. Uh, we are gonna move right along into the news. Uh, first thing I want to touch on is there is a book out, a children's book, um, and for those of you that have kids, and you know, I have two kids of my own. Um, so they've got a, I'm probably going to get this for my own kids, honestly. Uh, it was uh, released, or they got the release date, uh, is July 25th for next year. So it's got a while before it comes out. But it is called uh, A is for Azeroth, the ABCs of World of Warcraft. Um, I believe that it is meant for, um, I think it's children. I have to look at this. Let me see here. I actually may not be... Children's, but I thought it was more meant for like a, a children's style book. That's I don't interesting. Any, they don't have any images on it, uh, but no, it could be good. I because I, I know my I thought it might be for kids because my son has a lot of books um, that are like A is for airplane, and then you know goes through each letter <laughs> and covers some different item or whatever. Um, so I, I was thinking it might be something like that, but it might not be. I don't know. Uh, but either way, um, you know, if you got kids, it's probably gonna be really good to get your kids into WoW. Might be a great way for that. Think about it. Uh, it is uh, currently on pre-order for sixteen ninety-nine here in the U.S. Um, it's probably roughly on, uh, twenty here, right? On Amazon, um, and then uh, biotech is the next part of the next next topic. So, 
the, I don't know what the cap was before, but they increased the maximum characters per account to 60, so that's kind of good for people that play a lot of all to do farming or, for your example, speed leveling. Yep, yeah, the, uh, the your, max was 50. So they, they, oh, give okay. us, they give us 10 more tunes, which is excellent. Because, uh, you yeah. know, I've had to delete a lot of tunes throughout the years. I don't, it's, it's my biggest regret. My original character was long ago deleted because I stopped playing him sometime in Kata. And so at some point, whenever, you know, 120 was the max level and level, he was level 85 or whatever, I ended up deleting him on one of my other servers, so... But yeah, no, I've I've deleted a lot of tunes to make room because I've I've got I, I've hit that fifty cap quite a bit, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. Uh, um, I don't have that many alts, but like you can like use some of those extra spots to make sure you like reserve names of different servers if you're right. Do it. Like, I know a lot of streamers do that, but. Oh yeah, yeah no. I think it's a good thing. I would love to see it increase up to a hundred, but that's just me. <laughs> they, I don't. We might get there eventually someday. I think mainly they did it because of adding a new class, um, you know, in a new race. Uh, and I, my hope, my hope is that eventually we'll see more classes added to Evoker, maybe halfway through the expansion or something. Um, it I, makes sense lore wise to add like um, Warrior Hunter Rogue, right? And I think that's Monk. something they're gonna do. I, I I I just don't see them keeping Evoker as a, or Drakthir keeping Drakthir as only being able to Evoker. I just don't see that happening. I I I fully expect that Drakthir will be able to be other classes too. Um, I just don't think right off the bat they only wanted him to be Evoker. So I saw Shamer talking about this. I don't know how it would work, but I thought it was very interesting. He said that. They should make a glyph like that for Boomkins to stay in your normal form, like the astral form, where you don't go into the Moonkin form. Right. Uh, for the for the evokers to stay in like their humanoid form and cast their abilities that way. Yeah. And just have like dragon wings on their back or something, without fully turning into a dragon. I don't know how that would work. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, yeah, I never thought of that. That'd be yeah, that'd be cool interesting. That some spells you can cast in humanoid form without it changing into a dragon. Right. Right. So, I don't know, I thought it was interesting. I yeah. think it would be cool, for sure. Yes. Um, so, another thing that is happening, uh, whenever Shadowland launches, or not Shadowlands, whenever Dragonflight launches... <laughs> Please uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Threads of Fate system in Shadowlands, which is an excellent system, and I really hope that they carry some form of that forward... Uh, not with necessarily what they're doing, but yeah, another topic. Anyway, uh, so the Threads of Fate system will be removed from Shadowlands at the Dragonflight launch because Dra uh, Shadowlands will become part of Chromie Time. So that makes sense, you know, it makes sense they want to do that. It wouldn't make sense to have Threads of Fate there because otherwise everyone's just going to do Threads of Fate and level in like yeah. an hour. Um, so I get yeah. it. Uh, I would like to see, and maybe about, maybe probably a little ways into the expansion, they might do this. I'd like to see another progress bar type thing, extra bonus objectives, similar to like what Threads of Fate was in Shadowlands, and have that in Dragonflight. Because holy cow, once once they fixed Threads of Fate in Shadowlands, I mean, you you can uh, when I'm speedrunning, I will do 50 to 60 in about two and a half hours whereas before it was like six seven hours to do the campaign and yeah. threads of fate wasn't any faster uh, right threads of fate was actually slower 
which was kind of defeated the purpose of having threats of fate. Um, so no, I, I was very happy with the the recreation of threads of fate. How they did, I think it was six point one point or nine point one point five. I think yeah. is when they they revamped it and fixed that. So I'd like to see something like that jump into the future. Um, there were also some changes to thundering uh, that have gone in place over the last few weeks. So bio, take away with that first change there. Uh, is the change with like the buffs? Uh, so the first change is the one where it's targeting all the people. The first link right. there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So before it would only go on what four people. Yes, and it was and weighted. Just... The, it, it it could go on either the tank or the healer, but was more weighted towards the healer, and the healer yeah. got it about eighty to ninety percent of the time. And then all the DPS you got it. So rough. Like, what you have to do is like you have the buff for like I don't know 15, 10, 15 seconds, right? Yeah, fifteen seconds. 15 seconds, and it was like 15% increased damage. They would be ticking down, and then you have to go to the opposite uh, buff and get rid of it before it expires, stuns you, and does a lot of damage. So now it's goes to every player, all five, has a 30% damage increase, and obviously with five, you can only get rid of four of them, but that's intended, so don't freak out. Um, the... The fifth person, probably the tank, would would just like once there's only one person left, they don't get stunned because yep. you have to have a you have to have another buff up in order to get stunned. So once those four players, the DPS and the healer, runs their buff, if you do it that way, the tank will have his buff and then it'll expire and nothing will happen. Yep. So yeah, basically, so, yeah. So the change was that if if there is if there's nobody with the opposite mark within 100 yards, then you won't get stunned or anything. So that fifth yeah. person, all the other ones have been removed. That fifth person doesn't have anybody within 100 yards, so they don't take the stun, they don't take the damage, they just get a full 15 seconds of the buff. Um, it yeah. also, now the, the original main reason they actually brought that in there was to make it so that you wouldn't have the issue of people running back because they died, and they get targeted with it, and they get stunned and get killed again yeah. because there's no one yeah. there. Um, so this also this also works. Let's say two people die, they're running back together, but let's say they get the same buff on them, and then the two of the th three people in the party, well now three of those people, get the same buff on them. So you have three and two that are split up. None, nobody will get stunned because it has to be the opposite mark within a hundred yards. So if there's no opposite mark within a hundred yards, you don't get the stun, you don't get the damage. So it works excellent to have that. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it's a really good change, a really great way of doing that. Plus, I know one of the complaints was, well, now somebody just doesn't get the buff. Um, now this way, everybody gets the buff. Now there's also a little bit of strategy into who is going to get to keep the buff and not have to remove it and not take the sun, just get it for the full duration. Well, I, I think it kind of actually determines on what comp you're running. If you're running just casters, I think it's easier for the healer and the to get rid of it and just leave the tank. Well, yeah, so so my thinking is I, I personally feel like it is smarter um, 
for for an average group, I would say it is going to be best to let the tank or the healer keep the buff. Yeah. Um, just because that way they can focus on what they have to do. Because with tanking, positioning is very important. Having to move to go get, you know, if there's a frontal, you don't want somebody coming to you or you turning the frontal towards the group to try it while you're trying to move the buff. If you're a healer, if you've got a, somebody that's dying and you need to get that cast off, you don't want to move to try to go and get rid of that buff. However, yeah. I do think that at the higher uh, performance, like when you, if you watch MDI, I guarantee you it's going to be whoever their top DPS is, uh, because yeah. the 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 buff from the, the damage buff that you get is going to be important, and you're going to want your best DPS to keep that. So I think at the yeah. higher levels, that's what you're going to see. I think I think for most groups though, tank or healer are the are the two that you're going to want to let them just keep it, just so they don't have to deal with the movement required for yeah. getting rid of the debuff. Especially um, healer. Yep. Uh, and then uh, so, so the, I, I kind of touched on it already. If we're moving, are we moving on? Uh, hold on, just a second. So the other yeah. thing that they changed was um, while you have the buff, uh, you are immune to any kind of roots. Um, and I think the movement speed. Let me double check this. Um, you cannot. Yeah, you can't be slowed below 100% movement speed, and your root immune. You have your immunity to. You're immune to roots while you have the buff, because um, they didn't want a mechanic that stuns you, um, or that a mechanic that roots you keep you from being able to put the mark. Cut, yeah. Yeah, from cleansing the yeah. mark off. So that's a nice thing. Um, also, I believe I don't know. If, Oh, this was in the, in the the other when they changed the other stuff. Uh, the marks can also be immunity off. So if you have an immunity like Netherwalk or you know uh, I'm not sure what other immunities are out there, but for demon hunters we have Netherwalk. Uh, obviously, like blessing and protection probably can can remove the the debuff. So let's which I don't know why you'd want to do that honestly. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just gonna screw your teammates over. Because uh, then yeah. I mean, well, I guess, I guess I could see it because maybe if you do that, then let's say, let's say three people get the lightning debuff and two people get the other one. If those two people are able to immunity themselves, they can do that. And then the other three people can just keep the buff the entire time and not get stunned or anything. So I yeah. can see a strategy where that maybe comes into play. But for the most part, I don't think most people are going to be immuning that off. Uh, but going yeah. To, yeah, going to that that third the third change that they made with the yeah, I kind of touched on it already. I wasn't really paying attention, but the damage increase went from fifteen percent to thirty. Uh, the the adds in dungeons have five percent more health, but the big the big change is the thirty percent damage as opposed to fifteen. So it really really want to uh, make make sure your top DPS has it for as long as they can when you're doing those high keys for sure. Especially yep. if it's a coordinating group. If you're doing a puck, I see like maybe leaving the tank or the healer to yes. have the buff at the very end. But I think in high high rated groups, you're gonna want your top DPS yeah. to hold it for as long as you can. Well, and, yeah, also, and also, I mean, if if you can time it out, you're you're talking that last person is only gonna have it a couple seconds longer than everyone yeah. else. Yeah. But, uh, but still, you know, every second counts. Um, also and if, if if it's a caster, they can just stand and keep casting. Right. Yes. Exactly. They don't have so to, they don't have to stop. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's probably. I would say it's more on the melee's responsibility to get to a caster if the caster, you know, if 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 they need to get if it's between 
melee and a caster have to come together, I would say it's it's always the melee's responsibility to do that. Um, right. But uh, also the stun duration, if you don't remove the debuff, the, it was reduced by one second, so a slight nerf to that. Went from five to four seconds. Again, right. not that big of a deal, because I don't... I mean, you sh it's not hard to get rid of the debuff. Um, yeah. Now, however, I think the larger one is they did buff the damage that you take if you get the stun. If you leave the debuff on you, it's been increased by 28.5%. So it'll hit, it'll hit a little bit harder and probably be more likely to kill you. Um, yep. <laughs> although, with the, uh, the HP increase that everyone got, that actually kind of counterbalances that out a little bit, I guess. Um, although I think they increased the damage as well. I think they increased the damage by... F so, so, so this this wasn't in our notes. I forgot to even put it in there. But uh, I know Bio noticed it the other day and mentioned it to me when he was on, on beta. Uh, everyone got like a 40... I think it's a 40% health increase. But also yeah. all the enemies now do 40% more damage. Uh, they did that. Something with the healing. They said healing was overpowerful. It was too, was too OP. And so that was how they fixed that. I, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I feel like you could have just reduced the healing people are doing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but this is what they went with. Um, I think. I think what they said the issue was was they wanted to make sure if they if they reduced the healing, you wouldn't have as much time to react. There were a lot of mechanics that would just one shot you really quickly. Um, and so they're trying to give you more time to react by increasing health and stuff. So we'll see how it plays out. Either way, everyone's got a bunch more health and enemies hit harder now. And that's kind of the end of the story of that. <laughs> uh, they also increase the Mythic Plus timers for several dungeons. Um, they, let's see here, it was... Doo -doo. Uh, Ruby Life Pools stayed the same. It's still a 30-minute timer. The Noku Defensive went from 30 minutes to a 40-minute timer. So that's a big buff right there for us. Or a yep. nerf. A big nerf to it. Um, Azure Vaults went from 30 to 34 minutes. So it's a 4-minute increase. Uh, Algathar Academy went from 30 to 32 minutes. So just a couple minutes there. Court of Stars didn't change. Was 30. Still is 30. Halls of Valor went from 45 minutes down to 38. So they actually kind of buffed that. Made it a little bit more challenging, but I think they also put some. Um, uh, they they've done a ton of reworks in Halls of Hour, and they also have um, given a speed buff on some of the wings. So I think it kind of balances out. Uh, yeah. Shadow Shadow Moon Burial Grounds went from 30 minutes to 33 minutes. I don't know if that one's been testable yet. I feel like that's the one I that don't I haven't. Think so I don't think I've seen Shadow Moon Burial Grounds or Temple of the Jade Serpent yet. I think yeah. all the other ones have been testable. Those two have not. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Temple of Jade Serpent didn't have any changes to it yet. But I think, uh, from what I've seen, uh, or it sounds like they haven't done touched that one yet. That's the last one that they're still working on doing the reworks to. Um, yeah. Or the tune, not the reworks, but the tuning too. Yeah, there's a lot of the nerfs to all the valid bosses. I thought. Yeah, they've been, they've been just doing a dungeon in general. Yeah, they've been doing lots of tuning on the dungeons. Uh, we haven't really touched base on it because there's just so many changes, so many differences, and it's changing every week. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll kind of go over those maybe at some point, but we're not going to go too in depth on that because there's too much information. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Then the other thing that they changed for Mythic Plus, uh, they announced this, I think, a couple days ago. 
um, this is due to the difficulty increase because all the dungeons scale by 10% instead of 8% now. So a what was you know a 15 in um, or, or a 15 in Dragonflight is kind of the same as what like the difficulty is going to be similar to what like a 16 and a half 17 dungeon was. Um, so what they are doing is they are increasing the uh, the mythics rating score that you get uh, for each dungeon that's above level 10, you get an increase of two. So that way their plan is that even though the difficulty has scaled up, as far as getting your Keystone Master rating, you should still get it around the same difficulty level as you did in Shadowlands. Um, but your Keystone, excuse me, the Keystone level will be lower. So my guess, based off the scoring, probably whereas, you know, typically we need all 15s to get the Keystone Master. My guess is that in Dragonflight, that's going to be more like a mix of 13s and then like some 14s in there will probably be enough to get Keystone Master with the score yeah. increase. Uh, not a huge change, but I think they said like if you got a 250 before, that would be a 270 now. Um, so a nice little change there makes it so Keystone Master is still going to be decently easy to get, um, which yeah. it should be easy to get since we don't get a flying mount for Keystone Master. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then I know, Bio, you had a, another topic you wanted to cover for our last bit of our news here. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, I was bringing it up on my screen. That's the wrong one. Okay, so the 12-month <laughs> sub that just came out is like, I know it's a little bit more expensive in Canada, but it's like the 195 in Canada right. for the 12-month sub. It's good if you play the game a lot, like, if you're not planning on quitting, which, for example, a lot of League Parker players that are willing to spend that much aren't going to quit. Right. But you get uh, this really cool Murloc mount, and it's like a really buff, gigantic Murloc that you ride. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. uh... So I can pull it up. So you get... Oh, you get the... 12 months of Rasp, Rasp players get an Emerald Drake. Yep. And Tabard of the Flame. And a Rabbit Companion Pet. The Dragon, the Emerald Dragon, Festering Emerald Dragon, looks alright. Looks cool. It's alright. Not bad. That's for Wrath. Tabard of the Flame is pretty cool as well for Wrath. But, uh, yeah, live you get the Gigantic Murloc Mount. It's uh, it's kind of cool. Yes, yeah, uh, and like for myself, um, I will definitely be getting it. Um, I've already do the six Same. month one, so I'm you know it's now. There's no discount from the six month to the twelve month, which is I'm I'm kind of annoyed by. I was hoping maybe that dropped to like eleven ninety nine a month. Cause so far, like so for a one month sub, it's fifteen dollars a month. Three months, it's fourteen dollars. Six months, it's thirteen dollars. I was hoping they drop that to twelve dollars for the twelve month, but they did not. Um, it's right. the same as the six month one, um, which is whatever. Uh, like I bought the six month one like a couple months ago. <laughs> now the right. reason a, a year long sub, it's like once I get that, I'm not going to pay for a sub for like two years. <laughs> Right, right. There's so many of these promotional so, so the stuff way, going on. The way that it's going to work, um, just as a heads up, the way that it works is if you order the 12-month sub right now, 
it's not you're not going to get charged for it. It will charge you that 12 month cost whenever your six month sub runs out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so like if you have, you know, f like I, I have about four months left on mine. So I think mine is back in September. So whenever my four months runs out, then it'll charge me for the 12 month fee. Uh, so that's how right. that works. You know, but, it, but yeah, it's, you're not gonna have to pay it right now. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> and I'm telling you this because I'm actually actively at this exact moment purchasing the 12 months up <laughs> 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 right now. I just up upgraded or updated my, uh, sub thing. Um, but yeah, you, it was it was telling me right there it, it'll charge at the end of the current six month sub that I have. Do you know how long motion's going on for, by chance? Um, that is a good question. I think it's just a permanent thing. Like I, maybe like I don't like them like they'll get rid of the mounts eventually. I mean they make them in the store though, right? Um, I don't think they're. Let me see here. Because, because I know they, uh, I know that, like, for example, the pirate ship was like a six month one, and they released that for like 30 Yeah, feet yeah. So, so they'll probably have it up for a few months. Um, let me see here. Yeah, they just they add stuff in. Usually, it's usually like once a year they'll do something like that. So they'll probably, it'll probably be good for a while. Um, I've not seen any spe any specifics as to when it is. Um, yeah, I do know. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing anything on here that says specifically when that is. Um, probably just once you purchase it is probably when you get it. Um, yeah. My guess is you probably have a while. I'm just trying to like, because for me it comes down to money crunch. Like, I buy a lot of Christmas presents this month and I'll wait until December because you'll buy everything online, right? right? Well, so, so like, like I said, one you, can, time. you can sign up for it right now um, and it will, you won't actually get charged for it until your current six-month sub runs out. So you really? still have... Yeah, so you can... You can you'll have four months or whatever if you just bought your if you just paid your six month sub, uh, you will have you know another six months five months however long it is that you have left on your current sub time, and then it'll charge you the twelve month price. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll you have, have to get that so yeah you have several months now the way that they do it typically because I know that they did this um, during Cataclysm they had a promotion deal where it's similar to that. Uh, like a six month sub. That was when they kind of first started the six month sub, I think. Or maybe yeah. that was a, maybe that was a, a twelve a twelve month thing. Um, but basically, they had a bunch of rewards. If you basically, they didn't have a twelve month sub. They had six month subs, the three month subs, and the one month sub. But they right. said if if you if you committed to uh, keeping an active subscription for twelve months, then you got all these this mount and rewards and all this stuff, and what they did, and this is probably how they'll do this, is you 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 signed the agreement that you would pay that you would you know do twelve months. Now, they didn't have a twelve yeah. month sub though, so what they did was if you say you have a three month sub, as long as you kept your three month sub active for that twelve month period, you got to keep all the rewards. If you canceled it at some point, what would happen was 
you would as soon as you signed the agreement you got the rewards you had all the you know whatever is transmog items the mount the pets all that stuff but if you cancel your sub before you hit that 12 month mark you lost all those things they would take it right away from you oh okay. so that's probably how this is let's say you sign up for a 12 month sub you have four months left in your current sub they'll go ahead and give you all the rewards but if at some point before you start before you pay that 12 month if you change that back to a six month you're going to lose that, that mount um, you won't have access you won't be able to use it anymore that's probably right. how they're going to do that that'd be my assumption okay so uh this is kind of random but i'm looking to get that uh the 12 month offer right now right and i'm in the i'm in the payment information right now and it says the upcoming upcoming lunar new year six month subscription that's offered to be revealed around january 31st 2023 yep. so there's another six month promotion coming in a couple months yes and if you if you have the 12 month one then you will get the uh the that six month stuff as well yeah uh yep that'll be a lot of that'd be cool the lunar one um, i feel like they've done that before but it's like only around that time i'm not positive though right uh, but yeah so that is kind of the news uh so far um Obviously, and we kind of were supposed to talk about this last week, but obviously didn't have that episode, so we're going to touch base on it this week. Pre-patch has launched, and it did not break everything, luckily. So, good good job. <laughs> um, although I think that the issues are more on the uh, the primal invasions, which, as Bio is about to explain to us, are not out yet. So, Bioshock, you want to take us through uh, what is available on the different days of the pre-patch stuff? Yep. So, right. we go back a week. We got the new town. This is October 25th, but right, obviously not right now. But the as of October 25th, we have the new town system, the new race class combinations, which is priest, mage, rogue for every race. Uh, we customize your interface, which is really handy and really nice. I really like it now. Yes. Uh, new accessibility feature. You got PvP rated solo shuffle, which is apparently I was just talking to my friend about an hour ago. And he, he loves it. He's just like. Vibes out and play the night and plays it. Says it's a lot of fun. It's easy to climb. It's a fun vibe, which nice. is cool. I haven't really tested it out myself, but I'm looking forward to testing it in the dragon play for sure. Um, that also tier set bonuses will no longer work, which is out right now. So that yep. yeah, that's no work at all. Yes, yeah, uh, all those things are currently out. Those came out whenever pre-patch initially yeah. launched. Um, I know you were very excited about uh, getting a, uh, a Taran Rogue. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's absurd, but I love it. <laughs> all right, and then what's um, coming out next in Phase Two? Phase Two is November fifteenth, a week and a half away. Yes, uh, we have the new class and race, Dracula Evoker, which. I know in the previous podcast I really bash them, but after finding the spec and the practice, I really enjoy playing it. Nice. Um, so that comes out on November 15th. We have the Dracula starting zone, Forbidden Reach, which is I've leveled twice. I was to test it out. Fun. Got a good quest line. A lot of story to it, which is kind of fun. Nice. Get them um, to level 60. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, I did it on the beta, and I finished around 61 and a half. Well, you'll be 60 because 61 yeah. won't be available. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, like, yeah. if, like, once Dragonfly comes out, if you level one, you'll get, like, you get right. more than 60. But, yeah, right, right. for pre-patch, you'll only get to 60. Um, then we have the pre-patch event, Primal Storms. 
and that's the catch-up mechanic and the transmog if you're looking for that. So yep. you got tunes, especially you evokers that level up. This is a great way to get gear to get ready for Dragonflight. Yep, yep. And for collectors, get all the sets, cloth, leather, mail, plate. That's going to be only available in the pre-patches, like past expansions. Yep, there's, a, um, there's also a new toy you can get and the heirloom trinket you can get. And also a feat of strength for killing all of the uh, storm lords, or all all of the uh, the elemental lords. Yeah, uh, I know. Last week's or not last week, but two weeks ago, our, our podcast episode four, we touched, we went over all the different things that are going to be in the pre patch. Um, we didn't cover the dates though, which is why we're covering them now. But yeah, yeah we've covered all the stuff last uh, in the last podcast, so feel free to go check that out, and you know it'll tell you where everything's at, all that stuff. Okay, um, yeah, so to finish, one, yeah. Go ahead. to finish off the phase two, we have the revamped dungeon, Oldemon Legacy of Tear. Woohoo! Uh, a new dungeon to do. Yeah, that'll be fun to farm for sure. Yep. Um, I know it's a, it's just a straight up dungeon in um, in Dragonflight right now, so you can do it. You can get like the practice and learn the yep. fights and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely definitely fun that they uh, that they release a dungeon. There's more to do after you farm your armor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I it, I, I like that they're giving us a, a the dungeon during the pre-patch. Um, yeah. So there's more than just the invasions to do. Um, I think yeah. a, people, a lot of people will like that. It'll give something new, something fresh. Yep. Um, and then Dragonflight November 28th. That's one of the expansion drops. November 28th. New max level of 70, 60 to 70. The Dragon Isle, the new world, or content, or a new continent, or whatever, with leveling content. You have the awesome, I think they did a really good job with the Dragon Flight, Dragon Riding, I mean. Yep. It's fun. It's like a mini game within the game. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was hesitant at first. I didn't like, I, I still don't like the bar layout. Um, but. But mainly because I'm constantly creating new characters. Once you actually create a character one time, switching the bar around isn't that big of a deal. But I, I, I've really enjoyed dragon riding, especially once I figured out kind of the, the, the mechanics of it and how to make it work properly. Also, yeah. once you have your dragon riding fully upgraded, you'll never have to land. You can just fly all the time. Like, you literally don't yeah. have to land. Uh, so it's – so well, some people would complain about this. Uh, you're getting your flying essentially right away, just not in the usual form. But yeah. again, once you have all of your dragon glyphs, which we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, um, once you have all of your dragon glyphs and unlock all of the dragon riding talents, it, I mean, it, you literally can just keep flying infinitely. Yep. It's 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 really really well done. Um, so I'm I, I like it a lot. Yes, I like the dragon right now. You go so fast too. It's so much fun. Yeah, you pull up mad speed. Yep. Um, then we have updated professions. I did a lot of professions on the beta about a month ago. Yeah. Um, it seems like the mats required for some certain spe uh, professions is like a lot more than others. So I don't know. Is like because on the beta, you just have vendors that sell everything to you, and right. for certain things like mail, um, it would take it was taking so much math just to like make armor. More than play was easy, leather was easy, 
and then mail was just awful and hated hmm. it. Like Interesting. it was good. It was good gears. The match required. It was like it was insane. With tons and tons of stuff. Yeah, I still haven't touched anything with professions on beta. I need I need to look into that so I actually know what I'm doing when it comes time. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to so, be asking you lots of questions. <laughs> um, we have the new dungeon. Let's see if I can pull them up. Uh, I can't. Um, yeah, there's lots of new dungeons. You got eight, right? Eight new, yes, eight new dungeons. Four of which will be part of season one, and then the other four will be part of season two. But you've got you got the yes. no good, the no good offensive. You've got the uh, Academy one. Um, you've got the... Uh, Azure Vault. Yes, Azure Vault. You've Low got, Ruby Life Pools. Yeah, Ruby Life Pools. Uh, the Old Amon Dungeon. Um, we've got... Oh, what are the other ones? Well, there's Blackened Hide Hollow, Halls of Fusion, Naltheris. Algazar yes. Academy. Yep, yeah. We've got, all, we got all the new dungeons, so that'll be nice. Uh, you can do every villain of them on normal and heroic. I think Mythic level will also be available for all of them, uh, but only the four will have Mythic Plus keys yeah. from them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can still do all the other, all of them on Mythic level. Uh, yeah. Which, again... You know, I kind of I, I would like to have all of them, plus four old ones as far as Mythic Plus goes. I'd rather have twelve yeah. dungeons, not just splitting them up. But that's not what they went with, so whatever. Uh, and then we also have a, the new raid, which is sorry, yes, the, what's that called? I can look it up right now. It is called. Uh, Vault of the Incarnates. Yes. Yep, and that one will be facing Razagath, who and is... And eight bosses total. Yes, yep. Um, they're doing it a little bit differently as far as the item levels for that stuff. We've touched on that in the past. They're scaling the item level for each of the each set of bosses, like three bosses at one level, uh, three bosses at like a mid-level, and then the final two yep. bosses have a higher level of item levels. And I yeah. think I haven't... I haven't looked to see exactly what it is, but I believe they said they're they're experimenting with. Um, I don't know where they're at on this, but they were experimenting with like each boss having one item that is going to be a much higher level than anything. Like it's going to be like yeah. eight item levels higher than the final boss's item levels. So just to have something make all it makes all the bosses relevant to to re to keep farming until you get that item. That kind of yeah. was their goal, so that's kind of cool. So, I'm going to point this out, and I really need know, but I think it's awesome, is that in the new raid, on the second last boss, Broadkeeper Diurna, there is a weapon that drops just for evokers. Yeah, called I remember you telling me about that. Car yeah. Carnalax, the first light. It looks alright. Its effect is awesome. Uh, it's a channel ability, and... For example, on the beta, I have the normal version one, the normal raid, and then and the channel ability does about 270k over three seconds, so it's pretty strong. It's uh, I don't know if you get nerfed or not, but it's it's strong. Um, it's it's just cool to have like uh, 
a weapon specifically for evoker in the new class, though. Right. Thought I'd put that in there for all you evokers yep. out there. <laughs> it's definitely a good weapon to get. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So that's when everything is happening. It's like like we were saying. Uh, phase one we're currently in for pre-patch. Phase two is when evokers and all that stuff comes out. That'll be uh, here in about twelve days. Um, and then we have yep. the launch a couple weeks after that on the twenty eighth. Now, as far as what can we do right now in pre-patch? Well, there's a few things. Um, there's not a ton to do right now, but this is kind of the organizational phase, in my opinion. Uh, so we have, you know, one, add-ons. Any add-ons you use, obviously, very first day of pre-patch, completely wrecked. Check your yep. Curse Forge, whatever whatever website you're using to uh, install your add-ons and update them. Constantly check that. Get your add-ons up to date. Some of them will need to be reconfigured. It just depends. So get that set up. Um, if you're going to use the uh, the new UI uh, that was redone, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, the new UI, set up your UI. Get used to the configuration. Adjust it. Play around with it. Um, I know you were saying you love the new UI. I think it's excellent. I do. I personally am it's, not using it, but I do think it is excellent. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Oh yeah, no, it's excellent. I, I love what they did with it. Um, and I, I love the, the feature that you can set your bars up and then save it. Do all your characters can have the same layout without having to go through the problem, the, the issue of having to reset it everywhere and all the time, yep. all your new tunes. And you just click Edit mode, drop down into the layout, click the one you save, just applies. It's awesome. Yep, you could also, you know, because for me, um, like my tanking and DPSing, my, my layout doesn't change. If I'm healing, I do change my layout quite a bit because I want my uh, party frames and raid frames in a different spot because I normally have those kind of just out of the ways where I'm not they're not going to be in my way to see whatever but if you're healing yeah. you're going to be looking at those raid frames those party frames a lot so you have to be able to see those so I usually move mine a lot closer but you can set up a layout for tanking a layout for melee DPS a layout for ranged DPS and a layout for healing and then just switch to any one of those depending on what you're doing if you want um, so that's always great um, now for me personally again like I said I think that what they did with this layout is absolutely amazing, excellent. They did a great job. I think it is a great step in the right direction, especially for new players or any players who have always used the uh, default UI. Now, for yep. players like myself, I've used the LVUI for five, six years now. I like LVUI. I love LVUI. Um, I've got it fine-tuned and everything exactly where I want it. I'm still using LVUI. There's a couple reasons for that. One is I, I just I love my LVUI. I've already got it laid out perfectly. Um, the other reason is my I have a couple concerns with the with the WoW UI. Um, one, I, I'm I know during beta pretty much for a while there, every time they released a new build. Uh, you had to completely redo your UI. It, even if you had saved the profile, it did not carry over. I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen on live, but I would have some concerns in patches. Whenever, whenever we have a new patch release, is that UI going to carry over? If they make any changes to the UI, 
you're going to have to redo it because that's what it was. Anytime they, they made a change to how the UI worked, you had to redo the UI completely. Your old save profile wouldn't work properly, so you had to completely yeah. start from scratch. I'm concerned that, at, at, especially on big content releases, your UI is going to get completely screwed up and you have to do it all, set it up all over again, and I don't want to do that. Now, maybe that won't happen. Maybe they will have it figured out and you will have to do it. And that's awesome if they do, if they have that correct and fixed. Because um, I know with like LVUI, all I have to do is export it before there's going to be a patch, which I, I anytime I make a change, I have a, I have a Word file that I just export my uh, LVUI profile into anyway. And then that way, if I have to delete my WTF folder or uninstall and reinstall the game, whatever may happen, I've got that profile saved on a Word document, and I can just import it back into the game and not have to spend five hours setting up LVUI. Right. <laughs> so if WoW is able to make sure that they hammer that out and don't have an issue with that, then I think it's, it's right up there with LVUI and stuff. Um, the other reason I use LVUI is just because I'm used to the layout and the look. Um, its unit frames look different because you can change it and customize it, and I'm just used to how I have it laid out. That's mainly the only reason. It's not that I think that the WoW one is bad. I actually think the WoW one is amazing and right up there on on par with LVUI now. Um, there's a few things that I think they could probably do a little bit better, but I think overall the new UI layout and the, the system they've got for it is amazing. I think it's gotten some very unwarranted criticism. Uh, if you go to the forums, which don't ever do that, the forums are always just absolute nuts Maybe. on there. Um but yeah, no, it, uh, there's a ton of people criticizing it, but it's not really warranted, honestly, in a lot of the criticisms yeah. I see. It's them nitpicking stuff or just basically saying that, oh, it's a blizzard, it's going to suck. Um, but I think it's kind of, in my opinion, I think the usage is going to be similar. Um, I think it'll see more, a lot more usage than the voice chat is. Uh, yeah. But for those of you that don't know, World of Warcraft has an in-game voice chat system. And it actually works excellent, but nobody uses it because they made one years ago and it was terrible. And so nobody trusts their voice chat. Um, and I think that's going to kind of be what you're going to see with the UI stuff. I, I think that most people who are already using some other add-on for the UI, they're not going to switch. They're just going to stick with what they're you're using. Um, yeah. but I think, but I think there's also a lot of people that just play with the default UI. And for those people, this is going to be great for them. The customization you can do with it is fantastic. I really like all the options. Um, I, I know for beta, I don't, I just started using LVUI on beta like last week and I was able to, I was able to make a layout on the default one that I liked and I've never been able to make a, a, a layout on the default that I've liked before. So that's an improvement big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so f during this pre-patch, figure out your UI, whether you're going to use the default one and customize it, or whether you're going to grab an add-on, whatever you're going to do, get that set up. Um, another thing, and this is the big, big change for right now, all the new talent systems. Um, yep. Obviously, talent's completely redone. A lot of it, 99% of it is for the better. Um, the talents, I feel like they did a great job. It's going to give you a lot more options. There's still, you still have your cookie cutter builds, but I do think that you have some flexibility in there, especially with a lot of utility type stuff. Um, I think the one risk is, as we've talked about many times, 
I think there's a risk of there's a lot of times where you're choosing between spending the point on a utility or spending the point on damage and most people are going to spend that point on damage and I think you might run into an issue especially in Mythic Plus where you're not going to have utility at all in your group and you're going to it's going to cause some issues. Yeah. Uh, but get out there, check your uh, your your talent builds. Wowhead has guides up on everything except for Evoker right now. They have talent guides out there. They've got a, a recommended build for dungeons. They've got a recommended build for single target raid, recommended build for raid cleave, and a recommended leveling build. Um, so, you know, get out there, check that out, see what they say, test it out, run some dungeons, run some content, whatever you want to do. Yeah. See what the you beautiful. like. See what you like, see yeah, what you don't like. That's exactly it. Like, there's the talents are so flexible. You can try certain builds. If even if it's not the best build, you can pick a build that's fun for you. Yep. And you'll probably still do just okay. Like you'll you'll be fine for the yep. most part. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the customizable like talents and like specking into single target or heavy AOE or a mix of both. Absolutely. It's just I think it's, I think it's good. I think the new talent system is awesome. Yep. Yeah, so for example, like I like with Demon Hunter, um, mo the momentum build is the top build right now. That is the top. If you want to do optimize your DPS, you're going to run momentum. I personally hate the momentum build. I just don't like yeah. it. Now, because I do like to min max, I might try to get used to it. I don't know, but I've I mean I've got other builds that I've been using that don't use momentum. And while momentum is doing, let's say, 60k DPS, I can do 55k DPS with my other builds. So it's yeah. not a huge, huge difference. Like it's 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 not optimal, but it's still perfectly viable. Um, so I think that's what's really nice with this is you can change stuff around quite a bit. There's a lot of different ways to build it, so you can fit more to your play style rather than having to change your play style to match yeah. what's the top build. Yeah. Uh, it's nice for sure yep um so another thing to do is kind of part of setting up your ui but organize your bars yep. uh, you know whatever uh, keep bindings all exactly. that stuff yes um so get that set up take the time go through um another thing this is very very important cannot stress this enough clean out your bags and your bank before the expansion launches <laughs> and your and your quest log yes and your quest log that's a good point very good point yep uh, old quests that you don't need anymore, get rid of them. That way you've got a nice clean setup. Get your bags cleaned out, organize anything you don't need, sell it, get rid of it, vendor it. Um, you might still be able to sell like mats and stuff that you've got. You might still be able to sell an auction house and still make a little bit off of that. So good time to do that because once Dragonflight comes out, the price on those mats are going to drop like a rock. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, you can still do Mythic Plus and uh, Faded Raids. I think it's just the Sepulcher of the uh, first one. Sepulcher, Sepulcher, I don't know how to say that. Uh, it's the fa this is the last raid, uh, and then yeah. PvP. You can still do all those things. The only PvP-wise, you cannot do Arenas, I don't believe. But you can do the Solo Kill, Arena uh, no, Skirmish, Epic Battlegrounds, Random Battlegrounds. Okay, so you can still do Arena Skirmish, okay. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I say, so. yeah, yeah. It's just all the rated stuff. There's no rated stuff right now for for that because there's no the season's over. Uh, Mythic yeah. Plus, it's their little in between season time, so you can still get a rating, but it's for like the little five week period of pre patch or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, you can use that to test out your builds, test out whatever you're wanting to do, test your UI out, all that stuff. You know, just have fun with it. Get some gear for alts. Um, and speaking of alts. Most important thing right now, level your damn alts. Yes. <laughs> if, if you have alts that are not max level, this is the time. You have another 12 days where you're going to have a 50% XP bonus. Also, on top of that, actually now that I think about this, I believe Dark Moon Fair is next week. So next week, Dark Moon Fair is up. You have 10% XP bonus from Dark Moon Fair. You've got a 15% dark, 15% bonus from War Mode if you're if you're Alliance. 10% if you're Horde. If you happen to have any of the insignias from BFA, you can get 10% Flask. Put all those things together. You're talking an 85% increase in XP. Level your yeah. alts. You literally will never have a faster time to do it. This is the time to level your alts so much. Almost double XP right now is basically what you're looking at. Yeah. Get your alts leveled up. Just do it. Uh, let me verify for you all. Yes, Darkmoon Fair starts Sunday on November 6th. Um, which, looking at that, that means I might have another run at speedrunning. Um, yes, we might, we might have another go. We might have another speedrun go next week for a... a Eight, 10 to 60 run technically 8 to 60 with the demon hunter but yeah we might we might do another one next week we'll see but yes get your alts leveled up seriously you will never have a faster time until it's time for the next expansion you got two more years after this so this is this is the time get your alts leveled up so many people don't take advantage of it it's so fast to level right now yeah all right you want to um, lead us into this next one i know i know you've seen seen the the stuff so of the videos? Yes. Go ahead and take it away. <laughs> okay, another thing. If you haven't seen the videos, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, go go if go if, watch the videos. If you have not yet watched the Dragonflight Legacy videos, uh, the first two are out. One released last week, one released this week. We're gonna cover both this week because we weren't here last week. Um, yeah. Go if it right now. If you haven't watched it, pause the podcast. Make sure you come back, pause the podcast, go watch the videos, come back, and then we'll do it. now we're going to talk about it. Uh, they're really well done animated videos. Oh yes, they're, yes, they're yes. awesome. They they help lead the lore into the expansion, or answer the questions or some things you don't know about the expansion. Yep, um, these are just these, these awesome. videos are always my favorite parts of the uh, of leading up to launch for a new expansion. Right. Yeah, so so you learn you learn a little bit about Razageth, right? Like, is that or Gal? Was it Galakrond? It was. No, it was, it was uh, they. I think they mention. I don't know if they mentioned in the first one. Galakrond is who they talked about. So so in the uh, yeah. So we see Nosdormu. He is talking to Emberthal, um, yeah. which is the Scale Commander Emberthal. She is. Uh, I I think she's somehow going to be like the leader. Of, of, of the, the drag theater. I don't know if she's in the starting zone at all. Um, but basically, she's I'd, got. She's I have got to in, look for it. 
yeah, basically, so she's, she's like, just waking up and doesn't really know anything that's going on. Um, some people describe it as, like, amnesia. I don't know if it's amnesia or not, or if it's just that they were kind of in a... Stasis? Yeah, like a stasis, hi- hibernation stasis type deal. Um, For a long time, too. Yep. But to know, so Nosdormu is kind of talking to her and showing her, you know, talking about who he is and the aspects and kind of a real brief touched upon and we're going to go more into this a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of briefly touching on like how the aspects became the aspects and their fight against Galakron. And it kind of depicts that fight really well done artfully. The, 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 yeah. the videos animation is excellent. Um, and just kind of talking about how they became uh, the aspects and got their power. Uh, and that's kind of the first video. Was there more? Was there anything else in that first one that I missed there? Um, I don't think so. I have, it's been a, it's been a week since I've see, seen it, so I'm drawing a blank a little bit. Right. Um, but no, and then, so then and then the second video was released just the other day. You want to take us through that yeah. one a little bit? It was well, it was in North Germany. Uh, tar was it? What I have to talk about? Uh, Neltharian. And the, yeah, his, his betrayal. And the Drak there at first didn't really believe it, right? Yep. They're like yep. saying that, well, maybe, well, we call him Deathwing, but to them, he's still Netherion. They were not around when he was corrupted. Yes, they weren't aware or, of his corruption. So the Drak there are a little bit weary of Norse Dormu, right? Yep, yep. Um. So, yeah, sorry, I thought I got that name wrong for a second. Um. Yeah, <laughs> so he's basically explained them a little bit of the story. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, all I have. Yeah, no. So he kind of he shows them like uh, they, you see a flashbacks of like War of the Ancients, uh, which is when yeah. the Burning Legion first invaded Azeroth, uh, way way back. This is when uh, Illidan and Malfurion were still uh, you know friends and, and brothers. brothers. Yeah, they were brothers yeah. and they were still you know get on good terms and stuff. This is ten thousand years ago. The whole. Uh, so there's the book series that actually covers it is War of the Ancients. Highly recommend it. Watch, go read War of the Ancients. It covers all of that part of it. It's amazing. Um, and then also it starts the story of how Neltharion got the, uh, the Dragon Soul, which later became known as the Demon Soul, um, and corrupt was corrupted by the old gods. Um, and so in the video, it's kind of touching on like the War of the Ancients and how you know they were all worked together and were friends, but then they didn't realize that he, that Neltharion is being corrupted by the old gods. And then, you know, that later on, the, the, the weapon they used, because they weren't able to defeat the uh, Burning Legion right away, so he convinced them to get the drag, the demon soul and everything, and then, um, which bound them to him, then unknowingly. Uh, and then, you know, that's his betrayal, and then, like you said, the Drakthir Emberthal did not really believe him, and you know, said this, this is maybe, maybe you provoked him in some way. Maybe, maybe it was your fault that he, attacked. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was defending himself against you. How do I know that's not what happened? Um, so Nosdormu yeah. then shows her uh, through using the sands of time, um, because you know Nosdormu is the aspect of time and can travel through time super easily. <laughs> Uh, so he sh- takes her and shows her uh, when de- at basically Deathwing's fall, which is you know happens at the end of Cataclysm, 
and shows his corruption and how just how totally corrupted he was at that point in time how the other aspects along with thrall uh used the the demon soul and kind of made it whole again and gave up their amazing aspect power to defeat deathwing um how they yeah. kind of sacrificed their own power because they did they became a lot weaker after that um, yeah, I, I feel yeah. I feel like they've gotten their power back over time without any explanation for it, because I, I mean, know it, it like it, it seemed like as a little bit of a tangent, but when Cataclysm ha was actually live, when that was the current expansion, and I first saw that cinematic, my first thought was, "Holy cow!" The aspects just gave up all their power. That's what they made it seem like, and you know the aspects are kind of just going to go off and retire essentially. But that yeah. wasn't really the case. They, there's, they haven't. They've been in the background, but it feels like they've still got just as much power, or at least have come back with power. So I don't know. They were never really clear on that. Um, did uh, did we cover that Noththerion or Deathwing created the Draxir? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, and that was some. I wasn't. I wasn't even aware of that really. Um, but yeah, I think Noththerion. That that was. Is that covered in your starting zone thing a little bit, or? Um, okay, I I kind of speed run those quests. I'm I'm gonna have to go through and actually pay attention. But yeah, so, uh, Natharian wanted to build an army that could fight what the Legion, I'm guessing, and protect the world, and he wanted like these top soldiers. So he created the Drakthir, and so all the Drakthir are supposed to serve Natharian, Deathwing, whatever you want to call him. Gotcha. Um. And then when they woke up, then Narsdrom kind of yes. showed the leader to direct here what happened. But so, so yes. yeah, it looks like this is so it looks like from this is what Wowhead has on it. Um, so yeah, they were created by Notharian in an experiment that combined the cleverness of the mortals with the power of the dragons. Uh, yes. Drakthir were made to be the ultimate soldiers. And then Malagos, so Malagos is aware of it too. He sealed them away in a magical stasis for 20,000, for nearly 20,000 years yep. until now when they've reawoken with the Dragon Isles. So that's kind of the background on him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got, <laughs> makes you wonder what was Neltharian planning to use them for? <laughs> True. I thought I thought he wanted to use them to fight the Legion, but I'm we completely well, it, wrong. Yeah, it, I mean, who knows? It could be. It could have been for that, and he just never had the chance to. It's hard. Or to say. maybe like it's just a theory. I don't know if it's true or if I'm just like listen. We're here for theories. Already, already a fact, but maybe because the built gods are in Neltharian's head for a long time, corrupting them slowly. Yep. Maybe they corrupt him to the point to make them to make him want to create the Drakthir so the old gods had another army to use. It's possible, yeah. It's like a second version of the Burning Legion. Yeah, an army that's meant like a very powerful army meant to like serve the old gods. Yeah. Through Neltharion. I don't know if that's probably not true, but that'd be kinda cool if like Yeah, no. I, I, I could see that. that long. I could see that, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, so then the, the plot twist in the second video uh, was at the end when Nors Dorm when when Amberthal kind of asked Nosdormu, okay, you're showing me these things, but what is it that you want from me? And Nosdormu yeah. basically tells her that he's searching for something, and she is the key to him being able to find it through time. So right. 
uh, that leads a whole bunch of things of what is it he's looking for? What's going on? Like, because this, there's something, he said that there's basically one one thing he had that's been hidden from him in time and he's never been able to find. This is the dragon aspect of time. Nothing should be hidden yeah. from him in time. So what is this thing? I'm, my guess is it's going to have to do with the infinite dragon flight. That's my theory. Um, probably has something to do with Murazon, which, <coughs> excuse me. You're right. good. <laughs> so, Murzond is basically the future version of Nosdormu. At some point, Nosdormu gets corrupted by the old gods um, and becomes Murzon, which was Murzon is the leader of the infinite dragonflight. And it's a whole, basically, it's a whole time war uh, between Nosdormu and Murzon. You fight Nosdormu in Cataclysm. Murzon, you mean? In the end time dungeon that is Murazon, we actually kill Murazon in the end time dungeon. Um, yeah. That is because that is supposed to be set way thousands and thousands of years in the future at the end of time. Um, and it's where Murazon has gone and hidden himself. And so we kill him in the future. And Nozdormu is kind of like, well, now I've seen my fate. You know, I, I know that this is how I die. So it's it's a really really interesting way that all that has worked, um, but no, I, I I I personally love the Infinite Dragonflight like it's the so whole story cool. and everything. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm hoping we see a lot more of them in this expansion, and I think that we will. Um, do you do you think that North Dromu might be the last boss? Is it possible, uh, or any I, boss in general? I would not be surprised. If this is the expansion where we see Nosdormu start to turn Her. into Murazon, like I, I could see that being the case. That's kind of what I'm thinking we're leading towards, um, especially with these videos. I'm wondering if whatever he's searching for is going to be what ends up causing him to become corrupted by the old yeah. ones. I'm, I'm curious. You know, I, who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, my my. What I would think would be cool in a very possible uh, storyline is that we get to the final patch and we're helping those Dormu search for whatever. He finds it and then it turns out it's something to do with the old gods. And like while we're there, final boss fight, we're fighting the old gods and either... Either we're fighting something related to the old gods, and then we fight it, but he gets corrupted and turns, and that's how the raid ends, and then that leads into the next expansion. Or maybe we are fighting the old gods, and he gets corrupted, and we fight him, and you know yeah. have to stop him or whatever, but he still stays corrupted and stays as Murazon. Or maybe so, somehow we're going to fight him and stop him Save from becoming Murazon. Who knows? I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I think it's the least likely, but I, I do think I, that he is going to be a central focus. I agree. I was watching I think it was a video by Doran's movies. If you haven't seen him on YouTube, he does dwarf videos, kind of like novel. Okay. Um, he had a theory that from like looking into like lines in the next couple patches and stuff that Yogg-Saron might be around still. It's yeah, it's definitely Which, possible. So I don't know. He uh, he saw. I don't know if this is spoilers. 
I'm sorry if it is. I don't think it might not be true, but there's some data mine stuff that we'll that we'll see um, some of the, like the uh, the dwarfs in the dwarven isle, uh, the dwarf isle, the dragon isle that are underground hmm. with like um, but they're like what's that? I don't know what the word like titan forged or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you, I got you what you're saying. Yeah, so he saw the some, like stuff that might be in, like the first big patch that the second raid will have to do with going being underneath the Dragon Isles and like Titan stuff. Yeah, for and sure. So the possibility of, like being underground that kind of stuff is always a possibility of the old gods having some yes, sort of like yes. yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, like the old gods basically are imprisoned in Azeroth. Yeah, or um, like, yes, yeah. So, and also, Azeroth is a world soul. So then, that also leads to so many questions of: Is Azeroth going to be corrupted by the old gods the way the Argus was? Is Azeroth yeah. already corrupted? We don't know. Um, there's all sorts of stuff going on with the old gods and stuff that we don't know about. The old gods basically aren't killable, kind of. Um, like they, they, they are but aren't because supposedly because of how the old gods are imprisoned you can't kill any of the three old gods that are imprisoned without killing Azeroth and destroying the planet Yeah, that's kind of been a thing now Blizzard may have retconned that at some point they acted like we killed Ninzoth, but you know, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of things with the old gods. They're sneaky little dirks, you know. They yeah. uh, they they will they will find ways um, to escape somehow. Uh, they're very very hard to kill, so it's very possible Yogg-Saron could be alive and could be corrupting stuff. There's all sorts of stuff. The old gods can always make a return. Um, yeah. And I, I think we're definitely going to see a lot of Titan stuff because the Titans are very heavily involved in the dragon lore um, and very heavily involved in the Dragon Isles. Uh, yeah, so if you guys didn't know the the what are they on the what are they called the uh, we're just talking about them, the Titans. They gave the the dragons the power, the aspects. Yep, and we're going to go into that. That's actually a good segue uh, to go into how did they get their power. Um, and yes. that was what was kind of covered in the very first Legacies video, which was uh, how they defeated Galakron. So Galakron was the largest dragon that has ever existed. Um, like massive. He yes. Was like, uh, he was eating other proto-dragons just for the hell of it. <laughs> so if you're in WoW and you go up to a Dragon Blight in Northrend, there's a giant skeleton there of a dragon. That is Galakron's skeleton. And it's Yeah, massive. it's right by the Wormish Temple. Yep. Um, so anyway. It's called it's called Galakron's Rest. It's just yes. north northwest of the Wormish Temple. Yep. So as uh, so basically back in you know, back way before the Dragon Aspects became the Aspects, they were all proto drakes. Uh, the proto drakes were pretty much pretty primeval yeah, they're, they're, they're very, very primitive. a lot of primals. Yep, they were very primitive, um, but there were some that were slightly more intelligent. Galakron was kind of like their, one of the leaders of their, yeah. of their kind, um, but he somehow changed 
and I think started it was powerful old gods, didn't he? Well, so we're gonna go into that a little bit here. Um, that's it was okay. a bit of a spoiler on that. So we'll get to that in a minute. But so okay. he he basically started eating other proto drakes and became massive. And they all the, the other proto drakes didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then they tried to stop him and failed miserably. <laughs> and he kept eating them. And then Tyr, which was a Titan Watcher, um, he was left on Azeroth to watch everything along with other Titan Watchers. He kind of came up to, to he noticed the five uh, Proto-Drakes, which are the original five dragon aspects. Uh, Nosdormu, Malagos, Neltharion, Alexstrasza, and Ysera. Um, those five, he noticed that they were more intelligent than the other ones and that they had fought and, and not succeeded but hadn't gotten killed by Calicron. Um, and so he kind of went with them and, and worked with them. Um, there were hints that he kind of knew, may have known, what caused the corruption of of uh, Galakron and why he suddenly yeah. Because Galakron was a peaceful, you know, proto-drake, no issues whatsoever, and then just suddenly changed. Um, yeah. So the spoiler, this is a little bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead about two minutes or so. Um so basically, it was data mine that in some of the journals, the um, it's it's Tears journals, and he's talking to Odin, I believe is who he's talking to, uh, kind of reporting to Odin a little bit, and talking about how the waters were cleared up, and that they believe they he's cleansed all the waters from uh, one of the I believe it was Yog Saron, um, cleansed the water from Yog Saron's corruption, so they won't have another Galakron incident. So that kind of hints that Galakron basically, uh, Yogg-Saron had corrupted the waters where some of the creatures would drink from, and Galakron was one of the creatures who drank that water and then became corrupted by Yogg-Saron and turned into what he became. Um, right. So now, if you're joining us, spoilers are over. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so so Galakron started eating all the proto-drakes, and then Tyr worked with the original five aspects. They weren't the aspects yet. They were still proto-drakes. Um, and worked with them to go and try to kill Galakron. Um, Galakron was not only eating other proto-drakes, but he, he would consume them and then spit yes. them back. Like, he would consume their essence and basically merge like some of their body, like his, every time he ate them, their essence would transform his body a little bit. And he was like covered in eyeballs and massive, just expanding. He had all these eyeballs on him. On top of that, uh, he would also expunge these proto drakes back out of his body and they would become, they, they weren't quite undead, but they would call them. I want to say they called them like the, the unliving or the undead or something like that. Um, yeah. But they were, small proto drakes that were basically like him um and all corrupted and stuff and again very primitive but he had like a hive mind with them so he yeah. would control them um they didn't really think for themselves uh but then tear worked oh. with the aspects tear they fought galakron again um at that during that battle uh they had almost succeeded but then uh, Tyr lost his, dropped his hand. He got his hammer knocked from him. When he reached to try to grab it, Galakron managed to bite off Tyr's hand. 
which and this is a nice little origin story here for all of you paladins that hand was original was then later on replaced with a solid silver fist and it was known as the silver hand which is what the paladins basically that's the order of the silver hand was created in honor of tear um, so then yeah. tear continued to work the dragons aspects and they managed to eventually kill galakron um, it was a whole ordeal of um i think he sarah did something they, they managed to lodge something in his throat i'm trying to remember what it was now um but they, they got something that they were able to lodge in his throat, and he couldn't he couldn't swallow. It was too big for him to swallow, but he wasn't quite suffocating. But Malagos was using his magic to keep it in his throat, um, and then eventually they managed to lodge it far enough in there that Galakron just literally choked to death and died. Um, now Tyr and the Aspects all agreed to basically change what was they, they didn't they kept it all to themselves as far as what happened to Galakron. so um, a lot of this whole story comes from uh, a book that is called the dawn of the aspects which is where Kalak ghost is going back and he is finds an artifact and he actually is seeing visions through this artifact of all this happening and finding out the truth about Galakron. so Galakron was thought to be like this big peaceful hero and nobody really knew how he died um, but so this is the actual story of how he died. And after they did that, uh, Tyr, along with some other Titans, I don't remember their names, but they had a couple other Titans. They then infused the five dragons, the proto drakes with their power and gave them the power of the aspects, which turned them into giant dragons that they are now. Uh, yeah. so that's kind of the storyline. And again, the first video touched base on that a little bit. Um, so I, um, it's just kind of going back a little bit to the old gods and corrupting Galakron. Right. But if you go back and remember old Duar, there's a boss called Razor Scale and he is a proto dragon and being in old Duar, you know, he's corrupted by Yogg-Saron. So right. I can kind of like hint towards, you know, like Galakron being yeah, like yeah. just more of his proto dragons are susceptible to getting taken over by the old gods as well right yeah but yes yeah, so so galakron is also known as the father of dragons um because that was what they had basically told in the history of dragons that was the the secret that they kept they they basically said tried to make people believe that the aspects got their power from galakron um, which yeah. was not actually the case. Yeah. Uh, but no, Galakron was always really cool. The The Dawn of the Aspects book, really good book. Highly recommend it. It's on Audible. You can get audiobook and stuff, all sorts of stuff on there. Um, really, really interesting. On, and it, it explains the origins of the Aspects. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that is a bit on Galakron. Um, we kind of talked about the, uh, from the second video, we kind of already touched base as far as the Burning Legion, their first invasion, and how Neltharion cor became corrupted by the old gods as well, and and their desperation to defeat the Burning Legion, they, all the other aspects, agreed to give them the power, um, which then led to the demise of the dragons. 
Um, yeah. Another fun fact, and I don't know if you know this or not, Malagos's whole entire, during that, like, Mal, when, when Neltharion became corrupted and became Deathwing, he literally wiped out, like, all of Malagos's clutch almost. There's only a very small bit survived. Um, so Malagos, like, lost almost his entire dragon flight, which is what led to Malagos going crazy uh, and why we had to kill him later on. Um, when was it? Was that Lich King when we killed Malakos? Yes. That's what I thought. The Eye of Eternity. Yes, yeah. It was in the Lich King expansion where we had to go and fight Malakos, um, which has led now to Kalakos being the uh, leader of the Blue Dragon Flight. Um, another aspect that has died was uh, Ysera. Ysera, yeah. died during uh, Legion. Um, and one yeah. of the one of the best storyline zones. I mean, that was it was a fantastic they did a fantastic job in uh, Val Shirah, I believe was the name of the zone. Um, so Ysera passed away. It was well, she was corrupted, and we had to fight and kill her and put her down. Uh, and then you know she made her return in Shadowlands. A lot of us saw in the Ardenweald uh, area, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, another another great storyline. Yeah, another great storyline in there. Um, and then. But she is still in the Shadowlands, so we have a new... Um, I believe it's Marith Marithria? Marith Marithria. Marithra. Yeah, I, I, something like that, yeah. She seems to... She's one of Ysera's daughters, I believe. I don't know if she's already become the leader of the Green Dragonflight, but it feels like she's probably going to yeah. be if she's not already. Um, and then the Black Dragonflight... So Thrall, kind have... of, Thrall was like a stand-in during Cataclysm to help defeat... Um, to help defeat Deathwing and Thrall worked as a stand-in because of the shamans. That's kind of what they are is they're kind of very tight, tightly lined together with, uh, the black the dragon flight because the black, yeah, the black dragon flights, they're the earth warders. They're all shamanistic with the primals and all that stuff, which is exactly what shamans are. Um, but now yep. here in dragon flight, we have, um, Raffion, and who's the other guy that we have? Uh, Abessian. Or, yeah. Uh, oh, no, Sibelian. Sibelian, yes, Sibelian. Um, so, yeah, we have we have Raffion and Sibelian. And they're both kind of vying for the leader of the uh, the Black Dragonflight to become the new yeah. leader. Um, and we're going to kind of... I, f I don't know how much of a part we're really going to play in, in deciding that. Um, I'm guessing Blizzard probably already has it figured out in their lore what they're going to do. Uh, yeah. But similar to how in BFA you could choose between helping Sylvanas or helping... Um, Tronde? Uh, who? Tronde? No, no, no. Uh, helping, helping Sylvanas or um, the Orc. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. The one, the main story for the Orc. Garrosh? No, not Garrosh. The um, the old orc that died in, in BFA. Oh, um, I cannot. Sourfang. Sourfang, yeah. Yes, uh, you could choose which you know, you got to choose which right. Being a Sylvanas Sylvanas loyalist or going with with Sourfang and being a rebel essentially, and that's kind of what um, you're gonna. Get. I think that's kind of what they're doing is where you get to choose between Rathion or Sibelian. Now. From what I read, you can choose, you, know, you can change each week and, you know, pick a different one to support each week or whatever. And again, I don't know how much of an impact 
the our decisions will actually make as far as who ends up being in charge of the dra black dragonfly i'm sure blizzard has already decided that and our choices won't make a mat will make a difference on that it might change how we interact with them a little bit but that'll be about it um but yeah that's kind of a little brief touch on the current the current roles of the aspects and of course alex raza and those dormu are still both leading their respective uh aspects yeah anything yeah. more you want to touch you want to add to that no i'm sure we'll find out more in the next few weeks oh yeah i'm looking forward to the videos yeah same oh so i guess move on yep we'll have our Adam of the week i will touch briefly on it because i only know just a little bit then you can kind of fill in what i'm missing but right. Adam of the week is handy note handy notes let me tell you they're handy <laughs> um the the way only thing I've used them for so far, because I'm new to it, is uh, using it to get the glyphs in the Dragon Isle. So, if you don't know, if you don't have beta, the Dragon Riding feature, has, you start with like three combo points, if you want to take combo points, whatever, power, whatever. You can fly around, pick up glyphs, and purchase upgrades, make it so you have five of these combo point glyph things. You can re increase the recharge of your glyphs when you're flying. I don't know what you want to call them. Combo points? I I don't know. Vigor is what they're called. V vigor. Right. That's what it's called. Vigor. I forgot. And um, it just shows you where to pick up all these glyphs to upgrade. And once you have them all unlocked for one tune, you can get it from all your other tunes for free. But yes, I've only used it for getting the glyphs. It shows you all over the whole continent where they are so it's nice yep um that's all i've used it for so far so yeah so handy motes and let me switch over to this so that we can see why is wow not showing come on now why don't you take a second all right yeah. here we go i had to open up my other another window all right so if you look over on the map let me make this map a little bit bigger so handy notes, like right, like, he, like he was saying, it has all sorts of. Um, it's very handy notes essentially, and you there are so many different mods that are added in for handy notes that you can download and install. Um, they have one for every expansion. They have one for different zones in the expansions. They have them for, you know, treasures, whatever. So, what I primarily use handy notes for is. You'll have stuff like this where it'll show you like different rares and stuff where they spawn at and it give you like whether or not gives you information as to whether or not you've already killed them if there's a quest item whatever what they drop all that stuff um, same for treasures and it'll, it'll give you information on how to unlock those treasures if there's some kind of lock on it uh so like as you see here this is zeroth mortis from uh, uh shadowlands and these are treasures that i haven't unlocked uh, like so, oh, so this is a good one. For example, this is one I haven't done because there are eggs all over the place. Um, you can see the blue circles that pop up whenever I hover over it. Those are possible spawn locations. That's why I haven't gotten this thing because I haven't felt like farming out the spawn locations. <laughs> right. But it gives you instructions, tells you information. It has very handy notes on what to do for stuff like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's got all sorts of information like that. All these other notes are from Gathermate. 
But yeah, so here, you've got right here, you can show rares, puzzle caches, cipher caches, all the different little things here that you can see. Um, this is handy notes for Shadowlands treasures. Uh, it's got all sorts of different things. If you go onto Curse Forge or whatever you use to install your mods, um, look up handy notes and it'll have about 25,000 different things that'll pop up and show you all sorts of information. Um, Dragonflight, it's going to, like like Bio was talking about, it's going to be really great for finding your dragon glyphs really easily. Um, I can't show you on mine because on beta we've already got, got all of our... Uh, yeah all of our dragon riding stuff. Um, but it, it'll mark the locations on your map. Um, treasures. I haven't gotten all the other ones installed for Dragonflight yet because I just haven't needed them. But it'll show you rares, treasures, all that good stuff. Um, anytime you get like in a, at a point one, point two patch where they have like a new zone, like we had Corthia, where we had, uh, which actually Corthia is a good example. I think there's a lot in Corthia in this guy that I've got. Um, so if we go to Corthia, which is not on my map. In the mall. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I did a lot quite a bit. But it's got like, it shows like where the little flight points are at. Uh, these different treasures. It's not showing my rares, but whatever. Um, oh yeah, it is. There they are. But yeah, it's, it's really nice for whenever they bring out the small little new zones during the patches. Uh, because typically that's when you're going to get your your kind of in-game, just open-world questing type content with your dailies and whatnot. Um, and it just gives you so much information. Makes it super easy to find what you're looking for. It's To me, it's a must-have add-on. Um, yeah. Like I said, you can go back and get various levels of it. They've got all sorts of... Just browse through all the different things Handy Notes does. It's a great add-on, in my opinion. I've used it for many, many expansions. Um, yeah. I think I think I started using it probably back in either Cataclysm or Wad. Probably is when I first started. I think I started using it in Wad uh, for the treasures because you had to get like 50 treasures or something to get your flying, and a lot of the treasures were in really terrible locations that were super hard to get to unless you had flying. Um, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> but handy notes comes in very handy at times. Yeah, I've only had it since there's Mortis. Yep, yeah, there's a lot of good information. But yeah, feel free to check that out. Uh, take a look at it, see what you think. Alright, so moving on. Weekend Wow. Bio, what'd you do this past week? Um, so I finally got my Falling Flame uh, for a leveling. That took me a while. Um,. <laughs> Took me took me out five days, something like and that. Yeah, I wasn't doing else. I wasn't playing beta. I wasn't playing retail. That really, I was, I was on retail, but I wasn't playing retail. Felt like I was sitting around waiting for a rare to spawn to get a stupid falling flame. Um, it's gonna be worth it though. I think. Yes, I I agree. Yeah. Um, that's that was my basically fault. all I did a little bit before. Before that, and after that, after getting it, I've been playing my Voker some more, and Demon Hunter, just my Demon Hunter, the new builds, um, but I'm playing my Voker Demon Hunter mainly, um, really learning the Voker class and getting a lot better at it, 
Uh, I went to a, a football game. Uh, it's not really wow, but <laughs> uh, it's a point it out. I point out because like I was farming the rare, get no luck, get off, go to a football game, come back, first kill, get falling flame. So yep. I don't yep. know. Lucky, I guess. It's nice. I'm, I'm glad to have it. I'm done farming it. It was really annoying. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was also spending a lot of the time uh, farming the Falling Flame. We were trying to get that for some leveling purposes. Uh, yeah. But we, uh, it, it was like a 30 to 50 minute spawn timer with a yeah. 1% chance to drop. And I got mine like a couple days before you got yours. Um, and yeah, I, I, I got mine. Days. I got mine, and then um, on the very next kill, I got another one. <laughs> and, uh, that was interesting that I got two back-to-back. That was funny. But, uh, no, we spent a lot of time farming that. We both finally got oh. it. Also, uh, yes? this includes both of us. We did some speed leveling. Beta, 60 yes, to 70 we this week. Yes, we, we did. We got our time from 4 hours and 7 or 6 minutes to 3 hours and 43 minutes. Yeah, so well, so for our, so our very first run that we did was four hours and 29 minutes. Then we knocked that down to four hours and six minutes. And then now we're down to three hours and 43, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 343. Yep. So, um, on that note, we're going to be doing some more, uh, speed run practice as we, as we get closer to launch. Um, hopefully some of the bugs get worked worked out. We'll see. But uh, really, only had a few bu- uh, bugs this time. We ha- I had the one where I couldn't move after picking up a quest. Yes, that was a bit. That, that was a big issue. That happened twice to me. Yep. Um, the the uh, not loading of the Obsidian Throne was uh, kind of really frustrating, but we figured out how to fix it. Yep. Um, so I then... just. Just in case it happens to you guys, if you're in a group level, it's two of you, and that works for one, and you're like sitting in throne, and you're not getting the request guy to pop up, fly completely out of the zone, and then back in. Out of the zone, because they're not like, not flying out of the, what's the, what's the place yeah, and, called? And you may, you have, yeah, you have to go until you completely change, like, location on in that zone. Um, yeah, so if you're in the sitting throne, you want to go to, like, the obsidian bulwark kind of yep no yep. way it's just out of the air out of the zone and back in. yeah you you want to go about a thousand yards away um now also i would recommend um if you're in a group abandon the quest and then have your your friend share it uh because that was Once one of the things we the did zone. Is, yes yes um, yeah. i don't know if that actually impacted it or not but that was what we those are the steps that we took to get it figure it out to work yeah uh, it was really annoying it took us about 20 minutes to get this thing to work uh which i left uh, the the uh warcraft devs uh, annoying twitter message because that's a that's a bug that should be fixed that's that should not that bug happened on our very first run that we did together which is like like two and three a half or four weeks. weeks ago yeah it was like three weeks ago when we did that there's no reason that bug should still be in the game um, we also had a couple of random DCs. Um, mine were specifically dragon riding dragon related. Riding. It felt like, and again, that was a bug yeah. that has been in the game since uh, since we since I've since. got since I got beta, and it oh, went yeah. away. 
I haven't had that issue in a while, so I don't know why it's popping back up. Um, but that was annoying. Uh, and then there's a couple quests where if you're in a group, it'll start an RP for one of you, but not the other one. Um, and I think wait. I had to... Yeah, so you either have to wait and then do it, or uh, what I did for a couple of them was abandon the quest and restart the quest, and that fixed it. Uh, but you have to be careful with that, because if you abandon the quest and the quest giver is not in the same spot as where you're already at, you might have to might have to backtrack a ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we got down to 3 hours and 43 minutes. I, I think we can... We did some stuff with some banners, and I think once we get all of our banners... I think we can knock it down to below three and a half hours. I think without, yeah. I think pretty easily we could shave another 13 minutes off and that'll be excellent. Um, I'm very happy with our time. Me too. Um, and on that note, uh, launch night, we've talked about it. We're doing a 24 hour stream. Um, I think, yep. I think we're just going to go ahead and announce this as our race to world first level 70. Because I yeah. think uh, the more and more we're practicing this and the lower and lower we're getting our time down, I think that barring any kind of issues such as like a DDoSing or whatever, I don't think we will necessarily get World First 70, but I think we're going to be – our time is going to compete. Like we're not going to yes. be far behind. I think if we have a perfectly smooth run, we have a legit shot at getting it. Uh, one of us Definitely will. server first. Yeah. Yeah, I think server first. We should be able to get get the first the first two spots in the server. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think we should be able to beat out just about everyone on the server. Uh, but I, I think I think we might have a shot at world first. It just depends, you know. I don't know what everyone else has that they're. If it's just leveling, we'll, we're, we could be just as fast as anyone, if not faster. If, yeah. The trick is what kind of weird thing is somebody going to do that's going to nobody's expecting to see happen. That'll be some weird little, not necessarily an exploit, but without, with lack of a better word, some kind of exploit um, that's not against terms of service, but some kind of exploit that they're going to figure out that will get you all sorts of XP. Like I know uh, for the launch of, I believe, Shadowlands, the guy that hit world first level 70, they did it by uh, having... 60. Yeah, level 60. They had they did it by having um, a party... They, they kept getting new level 60s in there with them and had them queue up into a... They were all in the party of five. They would queue up into a, into a um, necrotic wake, which is the super quick, easy dungeon. And, but he wouldn't zone in. He would continue doing leveling and questing and would only zone into the dungeon right when they were about to kill the final boss. Um, so then he got credit for the 50,000 XP you got for completing the dungeon without actually doing wall the dungeon questing. except the last one. Yeah, while still doing questing. Um, so like that's a little like nice little exploit. It's not against terms of service at all. Um, but it's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice taking advantage of a system in a weird, quirky way somebody's I'm yeah. sure is going to figure something out and we'll have like a two and a half hour time. Probably that's my guess. I'm, I'm thinking we'll see world first in probably two and a half hours. Um, that's my guess, but that's only if somebody's able to find some weird quirky way to do it. If yeah. they don't, I would say three hours is the fastest I see anybody getting through the leveling. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't see anybody getting faster than three hours. So if we can get down below three and a half hours, I think we have a good shot. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that uh, I think we're going to call our 24 hour stream uh, our, our, our race to world first. Race 70. to world first. Yep. Because um, I, again, I think it's a long shot, but I, I, I don't think that the chances are zero. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, this is the first time I've ever thought, like I thought last expansion, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a shot because I've, I've, I kind of know the leveling path and the, you know, but I didn't practice it in beta. I didn't get narrowed down and stuff. And it took me about seven hours to level, which is fine. But like World First yeah, was in like, me like nine. Yeah, World First was like four hours or something like that. So it was not even close. Um, this time, I think we're close. I think we actually have a shot. Yeah. So it'll be fun, though. Come join us on the uh, 28th. Um, while you're playing, turn on on stream. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff. Speaking of streaming, there's a lot of stuff with Twitch drops that are happening. Yes. We're not going to go into that right now, uh, but we will cover that next week's podcast. Um, yeah. There's nothing happening as far as Twitch drops for another couple weeks, so you're not going to miss out anything. But tune in next podcast. We'll go over the information on the Twitch drops. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more clarification from Blizzard as far as which channels are going to count for those and we'll, if they do we'll kind of try to give you guys information as far as that goes uh, yeah but yeah no, uh, I think that's about it for this week yep um, I know we're going to be doing some more stuff to unlock some more banners and get you some stuff uh, yeah and then I'm going to keep on practicing some speed runs and stuff this week um, you might be joining me for some of those if you feel up to it. We'll see. Uh, other than that, I've been playing some drag or some some Dragon Age Two, picking up that up a little bit. Played some Force Unleashed uh, the other week. But uh, yeah, pretty much just we're in in sit and wait mode at this point. We're practicing speedruns and waiting for uh, the next phase of uh, the pre patch, and then that's when things yep. get busy. Once we get yeah. the second phase, that's when it'll be all about gearing up alts and getting the catch-up gear. I think I just pulled a muscle when I stretched. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled muscles when I was shoveling snow yesterday. Oh, I bet, yeah. My forearms are sore. My back is sore. <laughs> yeah, tell people how much snow you you had. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. He lives in it Canada. Was, so. There's there's a lot of snow. It was deep, very deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, caused a lot of issues with traffic and stuff. It was a snow day for a lot of people. Right. It wasn't that it was so cold. It was it was like, I don't know. It was like minus like nine or ten. Was and then wind chill was like probably like minus twenty. Right. Minus twenty five. So it wasn't too bad. But it was it was a snow. It caused a lot of issues. Yeah. We had but, our yeah. first snow a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't like stick to the ground at all. It was just little little flurries coming down. Right. But, uh, yep, so as we get closer to winter, y'all stay warm. Um, yeah, especially get inside, Canada. play some WoW. Play some WoW. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. But yeah, no, appreciate y'all watching. Um, all of our socials are up top. You got me at uh, on Twitch. I'm at BuckBlind, or slash BuckBlind, uh, YouTube, BuckBlind the Demon Hunter, and at Twitter, at BuckBlindDH. And, and my Twitch is... Uh, QQ underscore Bioshock for YouTube and Twitch. There you go. Um, Alright, anything else you want to add? Nope. We'll see you next week. Yep, we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you all watching. Have a good one.
Bye.